0: Chase Minifield, Don Joseph, and Max Millian discuss life lessons they've learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show...
1: What up, what up? Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast, Cut the Check Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Minnifield, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. And we have the regular guest on the, or uh, the regular crew on the podcast today, Dom Joe.
0: Yes, sir.
2: Coming to you live from Philly. What's up?
1: And we got Max Million. What up, Max?
2: What up, world? Charlotte's still holding it down, as always.
1: You know, we're eventually about to get on this uh since everybody's going virtual, everybody's on the same playing field. You know what I'm saying? CBS using Zoom for the – hey, we about to start competing with them boys, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, after this quarantine over, right now we are a little rough. Right now we are a little rough. But after this quarantine over, I think CTC cut the check. We coming to y'all with some video. You know what I'm saying? We, we already tried it once, and it was terrible. That's why I went back to it yet because – our gas, uh, Dom Joe's gas. If y'all look at some of the old videos of when we did the podcast videos, man, it, performance went down. <laughs> we were, they were scared of the lights. <laughs> they like hiding behind I'm that weird. mic, boy. They don't, that, they don't want that video on. You know what I'm saying? So uh, We've experienced this already, man, but I think we might be time for the comeback since, since all playing fields. You know, ESPN, Zoom, and the NFL drafts on Zoom. We, 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 we. It's level playing fields now. You know what I'm It's level playing fields, bro, so we going live. No, but... Uh, for real, though, we're we probably going to hit it here sooner or later, try it at least. Got to at least try it, see how it goes. Um, you a 100% the, the of big issue. The say. big issue is the fact I don't got no more time to keep on doing it. If everybody wants to know how the podcast gets done, the social media, these guys just show up, do their little hour, and then come back next Sunday. I got to put a little time <laughs> in during the week. You know what I'm saying? I got to put a little time in during the week to make sure it gets on socials, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that it, it goes live on the podcast so I got a little bit, I don't know if I got that much time to do video editing and stuff. I think that's what the issue was last time. Like hey man, I put a little bit too much hours into something that ain't that ain't paying me no coins uh during business hours. You know what I'm saying? So uh you know if I can get a little help from the from the from the two co-hosts <laughs> to the two hey, co-hosts, dude, Hey, we, you ain't never you know, asked, bro. You just gotta hey, let know what Yo, yo, do. don't yo, don't let them just let them go. Just them go. Hey, let me because go. Let me go. You know, you know, you,
0: you know what the minute we start doing something. You know he gonna want to, you know, he's gonna want to have control of it anyway, man. When he want, when he really yeah. wants help, he's gonna reach out and you know, what I'm yeah. saying,
2: hey, man, let me get some help with this, man. What y'all doing? You, you know, know what, what the man? deal he is? Having, you know what the deal is? He this is, is the situation right here.
1: This is the same, this is the situation right here. You know, so I got two guys. This is a situation, just lay the situation out, guys. So, you know, you ever seen a guy that's carrying a lot of bags, <laughs> carrying a lot of bags, <laughs> you know, what I'm and, and, and you got it's two people with you, they look like they might, they might could help you but they not really going to ask you if you want some help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? they just going to keep it moving, and they're going to expect for you to get there when you get there. So I got to get there how I get there, bro. They're going to go, they gonna be palms up like, what happened? What happened, bro? Like, hey, hey, bro. bro. Hey, man, hey. Hey.
0: No, no team, closed mouths don't get fed, and no team lost the game hey. due to overcommunication. I know you expect them bags. Help, I know you, you, you expect them bags out, at the gate. I know we you expect them bags at the gate. Help, so I'm
1: going to hey, go
0: Hey, I'm going to hit you with the, you good? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you yeah. one, you
1: good. And let me know. It's like, it's like uh, you know, when you um, – I thought about this one time when I was getting picked up at the airport. They got a driver for me or whatever, and, you know, I had my bags. They're like, you want to get your bags? And I'm like, sure, you can take my bags. You know what I'm saying? My man looked like he was struggling, bro, but I ain't, I ain't never said that. That's your job. That's your job. Get your job done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get your job done, bro. So at the end of the day, that's what the situation is right now. If that's my job, I'm going to get it done. But everybody else is looking like, hey, if that, thing, if that podcast don't come out this week <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Donald Joe might not notice, but 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 Matt's gonna say something about it on Friday. Did that thing come out yet?
2: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know I be.
1: So, uh, nah, that's how I was gonna. That's how I was gonna do. It. That's the only issue with the video is that we got to put in a little bit more time, or else we are gonna have to put up a little bit more coins. <laughs> One or the other, somebody <laughs> gonna have to get some editing done on this thing. But but we definitely open to it if we can get some sponsorships. You know what I'm saying? We definitely can go that route. So you Max is on sponsorship. So if anybody uh, is wondering where our sponsorships is at, Max is in Charlottesville. Maybe we get Moving Forward, Charlottesville Moving Company to, to sponsor us one day. So we're going to get into our <laughs> guest, next. So um, Max, uh, introduce our guest. Yeah, so
2: we've got a special guest on today. Actually, my new uh, business partner, He started and has been running a very successful moving company. Um, So very happy to have him on. Been great. Um, We've been working together for a little bit, and everything's been going smooth, so I'm excited. So everyone, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you give a welcome to my man, Tyler Brown. What's going on, Tyler?
1: Hey, man. How's it going? Tyler, first question, as always, how do you know this guy, Max?
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's a real funny story, actually. We were supposed to be playing basketball, uh at ACAC, and neither one of us were even supposed to be there that night. And just random conversation there at the end of the game, something was telling me, hey, I I really feel like I need to ask this guy a question about business. And kind of just, you know, God took control from there and linked the two of us up, and that's kind of how we met. So, random night. uh, Hold on, how long ago was this?
1: How long ago was this basketball game?
3: I would say about what, Max? Seven, eight weeks? Something
2: like yeah. that?
1: Yeah. Max, there's no way you should be hooping. There's no way you should be hooping right now. <laughs> oh, chase, <laughs> hey, I'm out there.
2: I'm still, I'm still ducking. Hey, you bro, still I out there? i ain't got my cardio. Ain't no way you're hey, my... ducking.
1: Ain't no way you're oh, ducking, yeah. Max. Max, oh, you yeah. still ducking, Max? Oh, we need oh, to see absolutely. the video. We need to see absolutely. the video. All right, yeah. we're going to have a video. We're going to have a video for Max Duggan. Max, where do you think you can get us that video? Hey, coming to you live right now. You might hear it in the background with your pings. All right, well, hey, we go. We go hold Max accountable to that. Go, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, I'm trying to get. up, I'm trying to get up there about forty pounds, thirty pounds heavier. And it ain't the same. It ain't the same air.
2: It ain't, it ain't the oh no, nah, it's it's struggling, and I'm hurting. Like I can get one, you know, one a night because I be hurting so bad afterwards. But I'm up there.
1: All right, well, we got to see this. You know what I'm saying? We got to see this because. I know Dom ain't up there no more. I and, and my goal is to dunk. I, I just gotta go to get one more dunk down. I ain't dunked probably since my Achilles did. Yeah, I ain't dunked because my Achilles. Hey man, Achilles did. I'm happy with just uh,
0: grabbing rim, bro, right now. shit, I'm still up there. I'm still up there. Don't you gotta understand it. though, man. Don't Max, that, hey, that was thanks. about Dom,
1: that was about where you was at when you first that's about your height. Nah, you ain't I lost dunk, nothing. Bro. You can dunk?
0: Bruh, bruh. Don't dunk. Come on now. Come on now. I don't have, I've never I, I seen it.
1: I've never seen it in all the movies. i majority. never seen
0: Dom Dunk. i ain't yeah. never
2: seen Dom Dunk
1: either. I give me
0: a little rubbing coming from the baseline. You know, a lot of people dunk straight on, man. I, I take that thing from the baseline. Oh, you okay. You take it like LeBron. You it's a dunk you contest. Know what I'm <laughs> yeah, give me that good little rubbing right there, you feel me? But, all uh, right. uh, Chase, you gotta okay. understand something there too, bruh. I can't dunk no more because of my shoulders, man. When I, at your, um, at your, uh, your uh, your uh, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: the sky zone, the two bro. My shoulder was hurting for like three days. Oh, yeah, using the Duck Contest and Sky Zone. Dom was at the Duck Contest and Sky Zone, bro. I forgot about oh, that. I think man. he lost too. I think he went up there with the straight two hander
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro. That's it. Hey, bro. Hey, I yeah. don't want to hit. I don't want to hit nobody talking to you dunk on a trampoline, bro. You get up there. <laughs> That's you, know, easy. you be up there that high. equilibrium, man. Yeah, try to do, yo, try to do yo, These little kids was going like twice through the legs and blah blah blah, man. Tom was a celebrity right. dunker. Tom was a celebrity right. dunker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to. I tried to do a. I tried to do a windmill one time, bro. My my shoulder would just cracked the whole circle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
1: <laughs> that's terrible. All right, man, we're gonna get into this. Bro. So, so Tyler, man, can you give everybody a little introduction? I know Max gave you a little introduction because you just give an introduction on uh, your current, you know, where you're at currently, what your business is, um, you know, where you're based at, and then we'll take it back and re- and get back to your current days.
3: Okay, cool. So, basically, just what I do now? Yeah. So, basically, uh, go day by day, just booking jobs, trying to go out and about, um, whether it's spreading the word about the business or, you know, handing flyers out or just trying to do social media advertisement. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, just managing the back end while we have the guys do most of the work. And if need be, then I'll step in periodically. Um that's really what I'm doing now, and I kind of transitioned into that phase from actually doing the work uh, 24-7 probably about three or four months ago. So three or four months ago, I was out there. I'd be in Kansas City one day, you know, drive all the way back, sleep in my car on Tops here in Seaville, and I'd be headed to New York six hours later. So, I mean, it, it gets that busy during the spring and summertime, and that's kind of like – that's what my role was. So <laughs> – trying to find a way to get out of that because obviously it was backbreaking and I knew there had to be another way to you know find good guys and be able to take control and be able to do a good job for the company and so I kind of just you know had a lot of faith in it and I went with it and I've been doing it for about three months now so that's kind of like the phase I'm in now and where I transitioned from about three to four months ago so
1: okay cool sounds good um So uh, Tyler, how how old are you? What's your what's your current you know age?
3: I am twenty seven. I try not to remember that, but yeah,
1: twenty seven. You're young on this podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You still you still you still young boy. Oh yeah, trying to Um, trying to get up
3: there like y'all.
1: So twenty seven, and when did you start the company?
3: Uh, so as a matter of fact, my best friend who does real estate and flipping homes in West Virginia now started the company back in 08 when the recession hit okay. and long story short, he got a lot of contracts with like big lots, Lowe's, places like that. And the businesses kind of took off.
2: Mm-hmm. He was
3: more of a delivery business. He did small move homes, um, and then sold it to his best friend. He owned it for four years and then somehow I ended up buying it, uh, about two and a half years ago. And mm-hmm. since since I bought the company, I've I've tripled the business every single year um, cool. in gross sales, uh, in gross income. So it's been a journey for sure. Because I used to work for the company for five or six years before even owning it. So I've been in okay. the business total for about eight years now, kind of off and on. Uh, the first five years, whether it's full time, you know, part time, and then uh, moved on up to being the owner. So awesome! And now I'm partnered with Max.
1: And that'll be interesting. All right, so. uh, uh, (laughs) Don't do that. So uh, let's get into the beginning. So you're from Charlottesville, right? You're from Born and in Charlottesville?
3: I am, yep. A little town outside Seaville called Fluvanna. Um, Okay. And then I I went to private school basically my entire life in Seaville and didn't go to Fluvanna until the last two years of um, high school.
1: What's private school? Is that?
3: No, actually, I went to a place called Northside Christian School, which North later side. became Almoral Christian Academy, and then I transferred up to United Christian Academy in Rutgersville.
1: Okay, cool, cool. Are you a UVA fan?
3: Uh, I'm Not really? A, <laughs> the Hawkeyes? Uh, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends who have gone pro um, yeah. from UVA, and I, I madly respect them. I'm a huge Tar Heel fan, but okay. obviously got to have love for the Wild Oh, man,
2: you're a powder uh, blue that guy. Hometown. That's better We're than the Hokies. We working on them, Dad. We working on them. You know that's better saying? than the Hokies.
1: That's better than the Hokies. Because if you would have said the Hokies on here, moving forward would have been, hey, it would have been. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? We, got, we got a lot of UVA listeners on here now. You're trying to give you some work. Nah, I don't really like. I don't like
3: birds here. that much. All right, good. <laughs> good, good, good. There it
1: is. So, all right, that's cool, then, man. So you are uh, raising shots, but where did your interest in entrepreneurship begin? Did it? did, did you? Or there's just. Came out of nowhere, or did you just was working? You're trying to find a way to pay the bills, and these opportunities came. like Where did did entrepreneurship and these opportunities come from?
3: I'll be real honest with you. I started working when I was 14 at Chick fil A, Mm -hmm. and uh, they wouldn't give me enough hours. So I actually waited until 16 to move on to Kroger, where they would give me enough hours. But um, I think the entrepreneurship kind of always was in me. I started a small auto detailing company. Out there at Lake Monticello, right outside of uh, about 20 minutes outside of Seaville, and then um, got into the whole party and scene and all that, and didn't really take it serious. So, of course, later on in my early 20s, I got linked up with a really great organization here in Seaville, Christian-based organization, and and they just really taught me a lot about morals, a lot about you know work ethic. They taught me a lot about entrepreneurship because that's what the entire you know organization was about. And uh, that's when I really, really changed my life from the party scene to the business scene. And that is when I began to put in those, you know, serious, serious hours. I call them ma'am hours, uh, miles after midnight, because that's literally all I was doing at the time, trying to, you know, once I gained possession of the business and uh, just basically kind of took it from there and, and just got really serious with everything. So there's there's another cool transition there. Um, and that's kind of like where I came from and how I ended up getting into the moving and so mm-hmm. on and so forth.
1: Cool. So, um, uh, we'll tell you just a little bit further back a little bit, but when you were, um, when you first started working for this company, did you have an idea that you, was, was it ever put in front of you that you could possibly buy it or be an owner of it one day that they, did they preach growth in the company or did you just start wow. off just, you know, yeah. trying to look for a job that was paying good?
3: I actually had no idea, um, never thought it would be possible, never thought the second owner would ever, ever sell the company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of cool how it worked, too, because I, I didn't have a single dime to my name. And uh, at the time, my mom was, well, she's still seeing this guy, her fiance, and he had inherited some money. And, and long story short, uh, just through the organization that I had recently just spoken about, um, I really had a vision. You know, and I shared this vision with a lot of people, and uh, I think there was quite a few people in my family who really believed in me. I came from nothing, so no one in my family had money to give me to buy this company when it when the opportunity presented itself. But random guy, mom's fiance met him twice, literally handed me thousands and thousands of dollars to go ahead and buy this company, and basically just trusted me to. To pay him back and trusted trusted me to take this business, you know, on another level. And so so far I have, but that's kind of like how I got actually into it was just by the grace of God, honestly. Yeah.
1: So what was your role? You said you got you you might be one day in Charlottesville in the morning and in New York in the, the next day. Like, what was your role with the company? Was you the one of the top guys or just just give us your your beginning parts with uh, moving forward?
3: Well, that was. When I was speaking about that, that was more along the lines of when I started owning the company.
1: Okay. Uh,
3: prior to that, I was just doing small moves with the owner, okay. uh, deliveries, basically just being the main guy. I'd go through spurts where I was like, hey, I'm not trying to do the moving anymore. You know,
2: yeah.
3: I can't really move up too much. So I think I'm just going to try and find a job. I'd go out here and be a waiter, um, mm-hmm. go out here. And I still had my auto detailing business at the time. So I would do that. Okay. And then I uh, just always somehow ended up coming back to the moving, and And honestly, now I know why. And because it's, you know, I gain ownership. So yeah. that's kind of, if that answers your question.
1: No, oh, yeah, that definitely answers it. Um, so how many people were in the company? It seems like he was one of the, you know, the owner's right-hand guys at that time. Was that I mean, it was only like three
3: guys. I mean, yeah. it was a small company, uh, you know, definitely popular in Seabill. The original owner, who I'm still best friends with today, John, who does flipping and West Virginia still keeps tabs on me and we connect basically every other day. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who really built this business, um, you know, on Yelp and Google to be the first company, the number one company in Seville, all these contracts and so on and so forth. So at the time when the two of them owned it, um, there was only like three guys, you know, Mm -hmm. and they were in the truck at all times. And so when I took over the business, that's when I began to travel all over, up and down the, um, East Coast
1: cool uh so so you you get an opportunity to buy the company and you you do that how was the merger and, how was the merger acquisition process i like to talk about about that type of thing it was just a pretty much straightforward private deal or was it uh some type of a negotiation in the process
3: oh, and what do you mean by that
1: so, um, you know, when he put it on the market or was it like you were the only person that he asked if they wanted to buy it or was it multiple bidders? Well, and it was more to... along the
3: lines of um, we were doing a move one day and mm-hmm. um, it kind of, you know, I think he had just got kind of fed up with the moving, you know, his back breaking. Yeah, the two yeah. of us have been doing it for over five years. Um, he had enough money saved up where he, you know, he was just like it was it was dead middle of summer. And he he was just done. And, you know, I had mentioned, I said, well, hey, I said, if you ever want to sell it, I'll try to find a way to, not even knowing that I had a way to buy it, I, you know, just throwing it out there. Like, I'd love to take over this company one day. And and literally two weeks later, (laughs) I was at the bank handing in the cash, signing with the notary Mm -hmm. and basically buying this company. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think at the time before I was even loaned any kind of money by my mom's fiance, I think. Maybe total I may have had maybe three hundred dollars to my name. So it's a pretty cool, unique story. It doesn't happen to a lot of people, but yeah, it's definitely uh, it was definitely a blessing in disguise for sure.
1: So what did you learn? What did you have to learn in a Harry? Uh, I like to talk about that as far as like you know when you learn when you when you're when you working in the business and, and owning the business is two totally different things. Right, <laughs> yeah, so you, you got you got um, paperwork that needs to be done. You got to learn the insurances. You got to learn your accounting. You got to d- learn your marketing. All these different things you never had to worry about. You was just operational. Now you got to worry about how do you, how do you put gas in this engine. So how did you learn those things? And uh, you know, what are some of the tips that you could give somebody that might be in a similar situation?
3: Well, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Going straight from worker to owner uh, was definitely it was definitely something new that I obviously had, you know, I had the auto detailing company, so I somewhat knew that I, you Mm -hmm. know, I needed to have, uh, you know, some patience. I needed to have like some work organization. I had to have a few things in place going into this. And honestly, it was such an amazing thing that had happened to me. I I was so surprised. I really didn't believe that it was going to happen until, you know, the papers were signed, the passwords were switched over in the whole nine. And, uh, when it happened, I kind of remember sitting there and I was like, Hey, you know, like, what do I do now? And so the person who raised me, which was my grandma, you know, I had been in in connection with her for, you know, the prior couple of weeks about it and getting help from her. And, and so I dove right into it. My mentor, John, who started the company said he helped me create the contract to buy the company. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what do I do now? You know, like, can I hire someone to book the moves for me? And he said, no, he said, you need to jump right into it. And at the time I thought he was being mean, you know, hateful. I was like, there's no way I could do this on my own. And then uh, sure enough, a weekend I dove right into it and whether or not, you know, I knew what I was doing, I was at least giving it my, you know, 110%. Mm-hmm. and uh it kind of just grew from there. I started learning really, really quick, and I learned that nobody was going to do the job better than I would, so I was always on the moves and I was answering the phone while carrying boxes i mean i was doing I was yeah. doing all kinds of crazy stuff and i think I think I had to learn quite a quite a few things uh from transitioning from going to worker to employee, you know like if something got broke, I had to pay mm-hmm. for it I had yeah. to put gas in the truck you know but At the end of the day a moving company is definitely profitable so there was really no there was really no issues with any of that it was i think it was just more along the lines of learning like organization and you know time consumption and basically how are you how are you finding how are you
1: getting new business
3: getting at the time or still now
1: uh at the time and you can talk about how how you've changed it to now
3: well, the thing is, the business always had potential to, mm-hmm. to be big. The problem with the uh, second owner, when he owned it, the phone would ring off the hook and he would just never answer it. He never liked answering the right. phone and, and he'd admit to that today, but he's just not really a people person. And for me, every time that phone rang, I was on it. You know, mm-hmm. hello, this is Tyler, you know, moving forward, da-da-da-da-da, give him the spill. And I say, you know, look, I'm I'm a new owner. I just took over this thing, but I have been working for the company for a long time. You know, I can definitely do the work. I just need to figure out, you know, I, it took a long time for me to figure out how to do the estimates, you know, yeah. and really nail down exactly like how long it was going to take. Yeah. And so if that answers your question.
1: No, that makes sense. Um, I didn't know if it was going to. So, so basically you guys are relying on people finding you or word of mouth type situations. There was no like... Um, you going out to, you know, find more clients or, or in, in that type of process, or did you go out and find more clients, or has it just been? There were definitely
3: times, yeah, there were definitely times where, you know, we had a lot of business coming in, and even if I had one day off during the week, I'd I would have flyers made, or I would uh, I got these business cards made. I'd just go hand them out. I'd go to gas stations, put the card up. I'd, you know, go. <laughs> Me and my buddy, uh, I actually sold my auto detailing company to one of my other best friends who owns it still today. And me and him would go out and he'd have his detailing flyers. I'd have my moving flyers. We would go to parking lots like CVS parking mm-hmm. lots, giant, yep. and we would just put them on people's windshields. Yep. You know, I was always trying to get people to, you know, still hear about the business. But the number one thing that brings in business is social media for us because, like I said, when John got back on it in 08. You know, we became the number one company literally on Yelp and Google in the city of Charlottesville. So everybody was calling us. So we already had the business, but the extra business I was out there doing those few simple things that I just mentioned.
1: Interesting. I got a I got a I got a kind of like a funny story. I don't know if it's gonna be funny or not. But helping hands, <laughs> you know, we kinda of started off we kind of started off doing moving. Moving was our main thing right out the gate. And I've tried to get as far away from moving as possible after I caught myself uh, carrying, um, I don't know if it was a refrigerator. No, it was a washer and dryer, but it was a stack washer and dryer unit from the third floor, <laughs> from the third floor of one apartment building to the next third floor of the next building. You know what I'm saying? So it, wasn't even, it wasn't even like, you know, student housing communities, they have like multiple buildings and they have like the three stories, they have 12 units, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So we was taking one from one building to the next building straight by Dolly. Straight by Dolly, me and one other person, bro. And I could have swore the, the person that was helping me, <laughs> the person that was helping me feel like Diamond Max on this podcast, bro. He wasn't doing
2: nothing. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he, wasn't That's not anything, a
1: he wasn't doing nothing. He was just sweating. Oh. I had a full back of sweat. He wasn't sweating, bro. I said, hold on, bro. This is going to be my last day moving right here. But but um, what I, why I tell this story is the fact that like I still get calls for moving. And I just straight up lie to him and be like, No, that's a different company. That's a different company. (laughs) They'd be like, like, is this helping hand movers? I'm like, nah, I think there might be two or three of them in the city. (laughs) I think there might be two or three of them. (laughs) So so I've been been denying them calls for like, man, probably four years now. I still got one like yesterday or two days ago. Like last week, somebody called me on on my phone and was like, hey, is this helping Hands movers? I was like, nope, wrong number. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Wrong wrong number, bro. So I don't know how they still- Go ahead yeah. send them well, they, I think they're in Kentucky, so that, I don't know if that's going to help you or not. But um, at the end of the day, like I think there's a U-Haul. You can put your company on U-Haul, right? And uh, I think I did that like in 2013 or something like that. So anytime somebody came to U-Haul, if they were looking for movers, you would be in the directory um, in, the, in the possible movers that you could choose from. So then people would be like, yeah, I found your company on the U-Haul. We got to move today. Da-da. And I'm like, yeah, we don't even do that, man. You got the wrong company. <laughs> they must. Have, I don't know who put that number on that website, man. <laughs> it wasn't me. But uh, yeah, so I—it's I, definitely a demand for moving. It's just who. It's just you gotta—you gotta have the right mindset to do it and get it done. So I yeah, commend Yeah, well, that. I can—I
3: can tell you what. At the end of the day, when you own the business, uh, for me, you know, a lot of my guys were, whether it was complaining or you know, I mean, thirteen, sometimes fourteen, sixteen-hour days. I mean, I remember one night at this dude's place literally till 2 30 in the morning. Um, and you know, I, it, like for me, the drive came with my why, and I believe that you got to have a why mm-hmm. behind why you're doing what you're doing. And I think at the time when I was doing that, um, I didn't really care how, how much hard work it was. I didn't care. You know, I came from nothing and I was just happy that I had something. So I think for me, um, it, it was really based off of my grandmother, which has been the reason why, uh for my whole life you know because she's the one that raised me so for me you know I was always getting upset at the guys because they were complaining I'm like why are you complaining you know and and I had to take a step back and realize that maybe they hadn't gone through what I you know what I've been through yeah and so I just always had to keep that like in the back of my mind and I think that's one thing that got me through like the nights I was in Kansas City and driving all the way back home sleep in my car grab a smoothie a tropical smoothie and go seven hours to New York and mm-hmm. fly back home. You know, just crazy, crazy stuff that I was doing in the company, uh, just hustling. You know, I had that. There's a certain term, and I can't think of it right now, but I just had that hustle, you know, yeah. just had that drive.
1: and Drive, determination, just will to the will to win is what we call it in football. The will to win. Um, so I, I could definitely hear that because, and like you said, you have to be – you have to be the guy that it depends on if it's going to succeed or if it's going to fail. And if you're not that guy, exactly. then you're, w- you're willing to drop the rope. So yep. that that's also going to be a scary thing as you, you know, try to put people in positions to do the things that you would do. Cause most, th- most of the time, the people that are going to do that is like you said, you, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the, the thing that I can see as you guys continue to grow is that type of uh, dealing with that type of thing. So how, are, how do you find people? Cause like I said, my thing with Helping Hands is the fact of, and I'm not sure if you know much about it, but we work in multiple cities, multiple states and things like that. So I've done some crazy trips like that as well. And, um, you know, the um, the main thing for us is the, the main thing that I had to find out was how can I put people in different places that would represent the brand as if it was theirs? So how are you trying to accomplish that and attack that?
3: so you're asking me how am I trying to put people in the right place that will treat the business as if it was their own exactly uh that's a tough question because it's you know as you guys know as business owners um, that's probably the hardest thing that I think I've struggled with, and even to this day is finding those good people who you know, they want to treat your business as if it was your own. And I think that's one reason why I was on most of my moves 24-7 until I just got so wore out, I couldn't do it anymore. And I knew that if I was on that move, that everything was going to be taken care of. You know, and I found some good guys. Um, what I'm doing now to try and find those people, I actually got into like an interview process that I had learned from the organization that I was a part of before even owning the moving company. And just learning like proper posture. Um, Really asking some, really asking some questions that you normally wouldn't hear in interviews. You know that go along like morals and values, and really setting the tone on. You know how are you raised? You know what do you, what do what do you live for? You know what do you where do you see yourself in five years? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I noticed that once I started interviewing people a certain way, with a certain posture, and I let them know like, hey we're good dudes over here and we're doing things for the right reasons. And I need to make sure that you're doing things for the right reasons before I can bring you on board. I don't care yeah. if you got a felony. I don't care if you got a misdemeanor. I need to know you're doing things for the right reason. And I think mm-hmm. that's still in play.
1: Yeah. No, I can, I can understand that for sure. Uh, it's always, people's always a big issue uh, when you, when you're trying to expand and grow. So what is your, I would say, What's the biggest thing you've learned so far, and what's been your, your, uh, your toughest, I guess, situation you've had to overcome so far in, in the, is owning a business?
3: In a business? I would say, to answer your first question, the number one thing that I had to overcome was, well, the number one thing that I've learned, really, is uh, <laughs> life is not all about the money. Um, mm-hmm. In the beginning, when I owned the company, you know, started making some really good money started blowing a lot of money and, you know, just was always focused on the dollar sign and quickly about a year later began to really re redo the structure that I had been building, you know, for the, for that year Mm -hmm. into showing my workers that like, Hey, I actually care about you, you know, getting more involved in the community, you know, thinking more long-term instead of Mm short-term and, uh, one of the biggest like things that I've had to overcome is back in December, I don't really think it was targeted towards me, but we rent trucks from Penske sometimes and someone had put sugar in all my gas tanks.
2: and wow.
3: yeah, unfortunately it, I think it took my, and this was right before the pandemic, uh, pandemic hit. And then, uh, of course, you know, we're in part of a slow season. January is the slowest, slowest month ever.
1: And long
3: story short, um, I had gone to Florida on a move right there at the beginning of the week and came back three weeks later. And all of my trucks had, you know, sugar in the gas tank and they were just messed up. So I had to, you know, and unfortunately, the the uh, insurance company wouldn't cover rentals. So it put me out about I think it was like fifteen thousand dollars total of a total loss that I that I still today can't get back and that was probably the biggest thing I had to overcome because we're right in the middle of dead season taxes were, you know, I Mm -hmm. just paid like 30 grand in taxes and I literally basically had no money in my account after, you know, 15 grand was just taken from me to go ahead and fix my trucks and, and then pay for all my rentals for the month. So one of the biggest things I think I've had to overcome since. And, uh, you know, I think it's all on how you view it, all on how you go about it. So
1: it's definitely tough. That's tough right there. Somebody's trying to sabotage you out here, man. It was so, really tough. I was ready to, I was ready to go after man.
3: everybody,
0: but God bless that. Hey, I, I
1: know, I know how Dom Joe would have handled that situation.
0: Hey man, that happened in Philly, man. I'm locked loaded and hunting them down, bro. <laughs> yeah, you
3: find out. Yeah, hey, you know, i I'm I, not a I don't gu- know if hey. that would happen in Philly. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, that's crazy, boy. Yeah, well,
3: it is what it is, and and I don't know if you guys are religious or not. Whoever's listening to this podcast later, but. Um, you know, I just I, I've gotten a lot more calm over the past few years, you know and like I said, it, it, it's more of a transition from where I was at worried, always worried about the money, you know and, and God was was great to to bless me with this anyway. Um, so the way that I, I you know, at first I was really, really upset. I mean I was, I was livid. But then I got to think, I said, you know what? I was like, hey, you know we're still living. The business is still running." you know, so what we took a 15 K loss and you know, everyone was talking about 2020 is going to be the year I had already claimed that, uh, before 2020 even hit. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what, it's still going to be a great year. We're, we're going to overcome this. And that's kind of like how I looked at it. So I'm a firm, firm believer in just believing that things, you know, good things are going to happen to those who do good things. So.
1: For sure. So how do you plan on growing? How do you plan on growing? Um, and how, do you, how, do you, how are you trying to build this business scalable? And by scalable, I mean without you having to be, you know, hands on everything. But how, how are you trying to build this scalable? What's your goals? So
3: one of my biggest dreams, even before owning the company, was to see this company be taken up and down the East Coast. One of the number one most biggest company that I have mad respect for. I've read their story. Uh, Two men in a truck, two guys started it up, basically almost the same situation as as me and Max, but they were way, way down the the road from even being anywhere near this. And uh, they've always been a big inspiration to me. I would say as far as scaling the company um, with Max coming in, I think I always kind of knew that I needed a partner and someone who kind of saw things the same way that I did and someone who believed in the same morals, the same values,
1: as someone who hopefully he can you know, help you with the really? when somebody put sugar in your tanks you know what I'm saying oh That's you don't know right? be hey look hey. this came this happened before I came into the business now right.
2: hey 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 look look <laughs> hey, hey. oh man you, you hey. see you, you know how I be Chase
1: yeah we're to figure it out you know at least be on video <laughs> surveillance you're going to have the trucks on video surveillance or something you something. know what I'm yeah, saying <laughs>
3: Yeah, that, that's going to be the first thing, I guess. We're going to have to get some video surveillance. But no, as far as scaling, I think uh, I've always known that I needed a partner. Um, owning a moving company by yourself is probably the number one most stressful thing, no joke, that I've ever done in my life. And, you know, you guys probably been through worse, but it's just hectic. And so I, I knew at some point if I wanted this company to grow, I would definitely need someone and like I said, I hadn't even been looking for anyone. It's not like I was, you know, telling people, hey, I'm looking for a, for a partner. But, you know, I feel like Max wasn't supposed to be at ACAC that night. I wasn't supposed to even be there. It's his first time playing in weeks and weeks and weeks. You know, he had never been to ACAC. And then we magically just linked up there, you know. So it kinda like, it's kind of like it was meant to be, you know. And so as mm-hmm. far as scaling goes, I think from, like, here on out now that I do have a partner and, and Max brings a ton of value – to the, to the industry here and in Seaville. He knows a lot of people. He's got trucks. And I think, you know, just building it together, I think like going to go ahead and get more things going online, some videos made, some social media. One thing I wasn't really focusing on was social media, Instagram, Facebook, creating ads, creating videos. So that, that's probably about four to five things that I would say that we could scale the business on.
1: For sure. um, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to I'm not even going to ask what Max's role is going to be. I'm going to let him tell us. But, um, <laughs> you know, oh, cool. but uh, y'all like my,
2: to my, ma- mess with Max, huh? Oh, uh, you know, hey, teammates. Tyler, they do. They do. The
1: teammate couple <laughs> culture is always going to be jabs. So said, uh, uh,
3: Y'all keep messing with him. He's going to take you on his thousand horsepower Mustang
2: yeah that's um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what
1: I'm saying them little ponies man them ponies but, uh, <laughs> uh, so my last question I'm going to let Max and Dom jump in here because they think I asked all the questions but my last question um, for you is what do you plan on doing outside of this or is this like what do you like do you have any other business or entrepreneurship ventures that you want to get into real estate or yeah actually other things?
3: I definitely want to get into flipping homes Uh, It's Mm -hmm. been a dream of mine for a long, long time. One thing that I've already been doing is I'll spend a lot of my mornings from nine to about 1130. I haven't done it in the past month, uh, but I'm a day trader by heart. So I love trading the stocks, Mm -hmm. tech stocks. And uh, my ultimate goal is to be able to travel, whether it's, Along the coast of you know the United States or you know other countries and just be able to to make money from my laptop. So
2: yeah.
3: that's that's the goal. I've been doing that for about two years. I've made a lot of money doing it, and uh, you know got some really good mentors. And that's that's really my true passion. Cool. Uh, yeah. Is honestly is honestly doing that and flipping homes. I definitely want to get into flipping homes. I've never done it before. I've watched many and many many shows, videos, learned a lot of stuff about it. I just haven't really been I haven't really had time to get into it, so
1: yeah so it takes a lot of time, but day trading is something that I'm interested in as well. I haven't got a chance to get into it, so I might have to might have to pick your brain on that one for sure um,
3: <laughs> yeah but i will I will end my my end on this' is the number one thing that has kept this business going for as long as it has so far since I've owned it, and you know I truly believe this is it was my grandmother was laid off um after working 30 years for a company called GE, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, her pension went from way out there to, to way in here, and so this woman who gave this company everything that they could ever ask for for 30 years was basically paying her barely anything when she was 65 you know, years old and had to go work a job selling mattresses, so with me getting into the moving, getting real busy, I ended up taking a, uh, a major pay cut and bringing her on and mm-hmm. she's pretty much the life of the business. I mean, every customer that I talk to um, at the end of the day, they, they just can't stop talking about crystal. And, you know, yeah. I think with being a family owned business and having, you know, <laughs> the young guy his grandma doing the estimates and stuff. I think it, it really makes a big difference to a lot of people here in Seville as we're a small community. So um, she's the life of the party here in this business. And uh, she's one of the main reasons why I continue to do what I do and wake up every day. So
1: That's what's up, man. Dom, Max, what you guys have?
0: Matt, um, before I get my question asking, I, I want to shed light on um, the fact, let's not lose sight of how fun running a business is, too. You know, we, we we go back and forth with the uh, nightmares, but, you know, let, let's not forget, man, this stuff is actually really fun, you know, and it's worth every second of What we do, you know, it's worth every second of all our efforts and all that. I'm saying, I just, I just want to throw that out there. Appreciate
1: you you throwing it out there. We catching
0: it. (laughs) We catching it right there. Yeah, we catching it. (laughs) Good, good. Um, I got a question. Uh, do you have a storefront? Like, do you have like a? How big is your building? If you have one.
3: Uh, as far as the building for what?
0: Like your company? Do you own like a property?
3: So we, ha- we have a uh, office located in Lake Monticello, and I kind of had it there because the rent's so cheap. And we've got a storage facility that's kind of connected to it if I ever need it. Other than that, we haven't really had a chance to go out here in Seville and do anything like that. I've always been really uh, weird about keeping the company debt-free, and unfortunately, that would, that would put us in some really serious debt. So I haven't really made it yeah. that far yet, but um, that's kind of where, yeah. where we are now
0: cool no because i was thinking about i always thought um it'd be a good idea for moving companies to provide storage as well and
2: i was wondering if you did that yeah no what we do is we have a lot of special, it's on the uh, books Dom. you know down the down the road okay. some of some of the things i'm being like don't worry don't worry it's coming
3: <laughs> yeah right all now right, we have special up, ties man. with a lot of a lot of the storage units who really like me um and you know they give they give us special rates and stuff. So we'll we'll tell the customer, hey, you know we we've, we've got storage options for you if we need to, and uh, we'll take you right on over there. So we got about three of those here in Seaville that we can basically call at any point in time and have them a unit within an hour. So, so,
0: and and oh, you know what? This just came to my head too, man. I like you, Tyler. You know why I like you? Because you got a good mindset, man. One one of my favorite things about you. I feel like you embody something that we say. Don't stick your toe in the water. You know, when you when you tiptoe and you stick your toe in the water, you're not getting right up in it. You know, I feel like you go in there, you take everything head on with a positive attitude, and at the end of the day, all you do is come out and win, and that's that's a beautiful thing. So, uh, you know, I got to commend you on that aspect as well.
3: Well, I really appreciate that, and hopefully going forward, I can live up to uh, to that so I don't let you down. <laughs>
1: do let, <laughs> let let John Joe down, not Joe. Okay, I know people. Care about, <laughs> no, I know people care ahead. about letting down Joe down. You know.
3: What I'm <laughs> I don't mess with y'all, silly dudes. That yeah. ain't me. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm hey, that, a little small guy from Seabill.
0: But uh, one thing though, man, you mean to tell me you said you said that you um you doubled the sales every year since you had it,
3: right? Oh, without a tripled, doubt. Tripled. Yeah. Don't do that.
0: Tripled. Triple. ooh, my Triple, bad, my yeah. bad,
3: playoffs. My bad, bad. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it all, it all came all up with, with of, uh, answering the phone. Like, the I other guy, say, I, I don't know why or how you could even own a company and not answer the phone. But, yeah, all I started doing was answering the phone. And uh, to be honest, a lot of people said that. So, so, technically, before Max even came into the picture and still with him in the picture, uh, we're the two youngest dudes around here that own a moving company and by a lot. I mean, the next guy up's like forty. So I'm twenty seven. Max is what thirty one,
2: and uh, yep. a
3: lot of people. A lot of people have said that they really like the attention that they are given when it comes time to their estimate,
2: and is, is uh, it, just talking over the D-one phone. I'm a happen? very What's that? No, no, no. They they in they in Richmond. We coming oh, for D Richmond too. Movement? Don't worry. I already got some D beating set up in Richmond. Yeah, they, okay. they, they they ain't touching us out here and we coming for Richmond too, chase. Don't worry. There's a lot of okay. a lot of changes coming. All right. Yeah. And I think,
3: you know, I I'm a very personable guy and I you know, I've had options to where I could have other people answering the phone and I just can't. I can't really give that position up yet because I love, love, love talking to the customers and I get a little personable over the phone if I'm really feeling it out. And uh, I feel like a lot of the customers and a lot of customers have even told me that they're, you know, they feel comfortable with, you know, the way that they're treated, whether it's over the phone, you know, because I think it goes back to who's going to treat your business like it's their own, you know, and. You got some somebody you're paying $10 an hour to answer your phone for you, and they're not going to really be as personal as you are being the owner. And I know at some point that's going to have to change, but I feel like that's another another reason to contribute as to why the business is run so
1: much. No, that's a, that's a big point. The fact of, and, I, and you keep on bringing it up about your other guy who's not answering the phones. And, you know, the best thing he could have done was get out of there. The best thing he could have done was get out of there, man, because once you start, once you stop having your heart in it. That's how I felt when I was bringing that freaking washer and dryer down the steps in my partner, and my partner was sitting there, my partner was sitting there. You know how you fake, like you, like you holding it, but you can feel yeah. that you can, you can feel it's way too much weight for a guy that's helping you to have any of this weight. It's way too much weight. So, yeah, oh, uh, I, I, I remember getting halfway in between those buildings and going to the next building to, where we had to then go up the steps to the third floor. So we just took washer and dryer down three steps, which sounds like it's easy, but it's not because you got to control that thing, right? You got to control that thing <laughs> coming down them steps, oh, man. man. So uh
0: this must have been an old building with no elevators, right?
1: Nah, you no, nah, it was a it's a, it's like a it's not a traditional student housing building where you like in Philly they have a lot of like towers. You know, it's like a. a it's like outside zone, like you'll see them in West Virginia. It's like outside zone, and it's like, you know. Dude, my of, my uh
2: my fourth-story building Dom, Whartland Street ain't have no elevators.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like Cavalier Corner. Uh, really? Is it Cavalier Crossing? Crossing? Yeah. Is it Cavalier, Cavalier Crossing? Crossing? Yeah, yeah it's it's like that, the like,
2: Whirland, A lot of them joints don't have elevators. Yeah, it's
1: like that building right there, where there's like 40 buildings on the property. You know what I'm saying? So you have like, they number one through whatever, and then we was taking oh, one from yeah. like one to like eight. You know what I'm saying? But they was both on the third floor. I said, bro. I said, man. I said, I got, I got in about the middle of that thing. I said, "Hey, listen, they can kiss my, they can kiss my ace with this one. <laughs> <can> kiss my ace, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, ain't gonna be no more, ain't gonna be no more helping hands, movers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't feel like it was. I don't know. Maybe I need, I need, uh, I need Tyler's grandma to do the estimates because I was like, this ain't enough coins for this. <laughs> this ain't enough coins. For, ain't enough coins for this, bro. So, um. Nah, definitely. If your heart, if your hearts get out of it, the best thing to do is just let it go. Because at the end of the day, you are just going to start getting worse and worse, get worse and worse until it's dead. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like I said, when I start feeling like it was, like it was, like I was telling people to kiss my ace, <laughs> then, uh, then it's time for me to let that thing <laughs> go. To get man. out of there. Yeah, I ain't doing no more moving jobs. If Dom want to do moving, feel free. Feel free to go ahead and <laughs> knock that thing out. But in Kentucky, that would be no more moving days. So. Um, <laughs> That's just how it is. So now, now, let's get into Max. So Max, then I want to hear Tyler's opinion. Actually, let me hear Tyler's first and then let me hear Max's opinion. On what is Max's role? And what is he going to bring to this company? <laughs> Max's role? I think, you know,
3: I, that's a tough question. I, I think Max there's a lot of things that Max, you know, definitely wants to do and he's already been doing as far as helping out and, like, bringing – you know, bringing a lot of, uh, value to the table, a lot of knowledge to the table. And there's a, there's a few things that I need to work on that I, you know, cause I've only owned the business for two and a half years. There's a lot of stuff that I, you know, didn't do right in the beginning. And so we're working on fixing those. And, um, and yeah, I mean, he, he's bringing a lot to the table. He's bringing trucks, he's bringing guys, he, he's brought a little money. So, I mean, it's, you know, and, and there's more probably to come down the road, uh, once we get done with all this, this virus stuff, but, um, you know, he's, he's been helping out a lot.
2: So. Max. I'm here to put gasoline on this fire chase. And that's, that's it, man. I I told Tyler, I'm blowing this thing up. So, you know, whatever it needs, whatever it takes, I'll make sure we have, you know, we didn't have a truck. We got our first truck. I got it wrapped. We're ready to go. Got the business branded. Um, You Mm -hmm. know, he told me, hurt me. He told me he was turned down business. he didn't have enough people. I told him we don't ever turn down a call again. I'm going to find a way. Accept everything that we, as long as we're making money, don't ever say we can't do it, we don't have time. I'll figure out a way. If I got to be up at one in the morning to do it myself, I'll get it done. So I'm just here to make as much money as possible. And that's, that's basically what I, what I want to do, what I plan to do, and also make sure that we're set up to handle the volume. So that's, that's the main thing. You know, don't let, let no, don't let
1: no bag go unchallenged, Tom. Huh? Don't let no bag go unchallenged. I know Dom was surprised to hear that I was uh, letting bags go when I talked about what. <laughs> right? I don't let you none know, of that I wasn't go. I going to
0: say
1: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, no, all man. money's not good money. I learned that a long time ago. I <laughs> kind of got that point across, man. All money ain't good money. It's not worth slipping your disc.
0: Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, uh, Flipping a disc.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey max all right so what question you got for uh tyler
2: yeah man so tyler i basically want to know you know you didn't go to a four-year college do you think going to a four-year college would have hindered you know your your trajectory or you own this company and if not do you think you'll ever go back to school to get a degree
3: so i'll tell you this honestly um I was in school to go, to go as a PA. I really love helping people. Uh, I really like giving, like just being around the community. And so I was going to PA school. And then I, I honestly, I dropped out cause I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to write those 10 page papers. And uh, I think, to be honest with you, had I had stayed in school, probably could have got a couple, couple of scholarships or something, you know, to, you know, some grants or something, but I think it would have, put me further behind and the reason being is just because of the debt you know pa school was a lot of money and uh as far as ever going back unless it'd be in the medical field i would never foresee myself going back um what is grant cardone's academy or whatever it is that'd be the only academy i'd end up attending Mm -hmm. so yeah school school just wasn't for me boss was not for me i i was i always hated like being told what to do um and so, I, you know, unless they have some type of academy for entrepreneurship, that's the only way I'd be going back.
2: So we
1: might have a CTC academy
2: and coming up. Hey, no, I got you. Yeah, I just asked that because I know a lot of people, um, you know, go back and forth, Um, especially nowadays. As expensive colleges is it worth it? Do you need to do it? And I, I just learned, man, a lot of people are entrepreneurs. While they've gone to college, they, school wasn't there. They weren't straight A students. They weren't the guys with the 4.0s and 4.5s. Um, you know, that to me personally, and yeah, I could be wrong, that just proves to me that you can follow the rules and take a test and the school system is still set up for the, um, you know, the line worker, the factory worker mentality, I personally think. So the best um, thing you, you can –
1: the best thing you can get out of school is community. And I know for sure I wasn't oh, building right. no community. So if I wasn't playing football, there was no reason for me to go to college except for a degree. <laughs> That's it. Cause I would've That's went into college it. and I would have probably left with about four friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it depends who you are. It depends who you are I feel like. I think the best thing I got from school at all out of all levels is just the networking aspect.
1: Oh, if you, you didn't know. play football, you would have definitely been still doing what you did. You know what I'm saying? Football had nothing to do with football had nothing to do with doing what you what you did. Like you know what I'm saying? Dom Joe would still been on the bar. You know what I'm saying? Making sure everybody good. You know
2: what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm the same way, man. I'd have been out there no matter what.
1: Yeah. See, I would have. as would have been a little different. I'm not as outgoing as these boys is, man. But I definitely feel where Max is coming from uh, for sure. I think, and I think we've actually talked about that. I think that. Education, future education is gonna be more based off of um not the brand of the college, but the expertise of who you're who you're going to school for, like the Grant Cardones or the Gary V's or the Cut the Check Podcast hosts. You know what I'm saying? Like those type of those type of I like how you do that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? We might mess around and put together a program, a curriculum. See, I mean, see if we might okay. get on there for starting a, starting a business, running a business type situation. You
2: know, yeah. so I
1: think it's I think it's valuable. But um, nah, I, think, I agree. So, Max, you got anything else? You, you I know I kind of cut you off. You got anything else you want to talk about?
2: No, nah, that was that was it, man. Uh, I think we covered most everything.
1: Awesome. Well, last thing because Dom texted me and said, Hey, man, I need to do my quarantine update. What's the quarantine update, man? Let's start with Dom Joe, man. What's the quarantine update? we going into week like six or something, week five, something at least. Man, hey,
0: I'm telling y'all right now, bro. Hey, you either getting That's, better, or you getting worse, and I'm the same way, man. We we coming we coming out on the other side of this thing. You know what I'm saying? O, on cloud nine, baby. <laughs> so we got we got we got helping hands going. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know if I should put if my dad's ready for us to put this in the um, airways, but I'm gonna just do it anyway because you know podcast family. We just four seasons. RPP RPP uh, P loan just got approved for hundred ninety five thousand. Ooh. Right. But but we got we got we got uh three months of mortgage forgiven, too. Oh, yeah. i so, sorry. Yo, so, hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? Hey, How, you got 195. Going, How many people man?
1: y'all got on payroll over there, man? Like four. I mean, How y'all go 195K? Hey. We're, we're going to patent the books. Who's on
2: payroll? <laughs> hey, man, you know,
0: oh, what sometimes it ain't about sometimes it ain't about what you do. It's about who you know. You feel me? But uh hey, you about to you cut mean, that man, out, Chase. Man. You
2: about to cut that out of the <laughs> podcast. Dom <Yeah. laughs> will be telling himself.
0: <laughs> nah, man. But uh it's good though, man. I'm I feel encouraged and hopefully everybody's staying safe. I'm just bored, man. I'm I'm really getting quarantined out here. I'll be going to the office just to get some space.
1: You got that you uh you know you got that uh the May the May uh turn days coming up, right? So Dom Joe just on couple hands He got the he got yeah. the May John coming up, then he just got a paint contract approved. Don Joe's coming through. Yep. I think gonna have three contracts in, in uh West Virginia. They ain't gonna hit yeah, uh they hit Philly. He probably gonna have two or three more. Yeah. So he's looking and I've been to he,
0: gradually he look, building my inventory for that. So he's looking yeah. to run his
1: numbers all the way up this year. This is gonna be his biggest year yet. I think okay, it's gonna Dom be J. yeah, I think it's gonna be his biggest year yet, man. He's gonna do numbers, he's gonna do some uh some numbers that uh, it's going to test them, too, now. Don't get it twisted. It's going to be some funny stories. It's going to be some funny stories on the podcast. Oh, I, oh, I, I can't wait for these calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't I can't
0: wait for these calls,
2: Jace.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to test hey, them. <laughs> see right number here. during, uh, look, look, yeah, during yo, listen, the uh, when in, Oh, hey, man. When, when, hey, bro, when I'm in the storm, when I'm in the storm, I don't want no text. I don't want no text unless it's, unless it's uh, you helping me out, bro. I don't want <laughs> hey, <bro.
1: laughs> hey. hey, last year, Max was going through his little joke. He was like, hey, bro, how's Send me that send me that email that they sent Max. <laughs> they said, Dom? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Dom want to read I all got them. See that email, yeah. bro. I got yeah. that email. He, he want to know he want to know how everybody else is doing. He like to see all them bad emails from everybody else, bro. You know. what I'm oh, yeah. I'm like, I am saying? And then good. as soon as Dom get a bad email, drama. Max Max do the same drum. Hey Max, you see me? We see me with Max. We see me Dom. Got you know what? This oh, yeah. is <laughs> you about yeah, you
2: right about that. <laughs>
1: So nah, it's gonna be a good summer, man. I might have to, I might have to jump up there and check on him. I think what you you started about two weeks, don't you, Don Joe?
0: Yeah, two weeks. I will slide down there, I slide down. And take,
1: and you know the crazy four, thing: four people from the Philly crew, and we're gonna rock out. Man. You know the crazy thing is the fact of like he's doing numbers that he's never done before, and I don't know why. I think it might be quarantine related. That who echoing? Somebody echoing? I, I think it might be Don Joe, bro. But um, no, I didn't mean. It's quarantine related. And you know, a lot of, for some reason, it was a lot. It was it was not much competition on these bags this year, and, especially in West Virginia. It was not a lot of competition, bro. They asked us if we could do the whole property. Say less, you know what I'm saying? Say less, <laughs> right? Yeah. say that dude. <laughs> can you do the whole joke? Can y'all handle this? If they ever ask me, can I handle it? I ain't never said we can't. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never said we can't. Dom Joe just got figured out. Dom, he, he did throw the brakes on one time. Hold on, bro. How many is that a day? <laughs> How many is that a day? Oh
0: man. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know. You know. We just had to. When we had that conversation, I was in the middle of a football meeting. But um, <laughs> you know. But my the attitude, man. You we can we do the whole building and you giving us a month to get ready to go. Come on, man. I'd but you got to do the whole the he got to do the whole bro. building
1: in one week. 5 days. He got 6 days to hold up through the whole building. <laughs> hey, we already got the zoom. I got Go. I got my roster ready, man, color coordinated. Hey, did i show you my roster. Yeah, hey, man, I already seen. It. I don't need to see your roster, bro. I just need to I just want to you hey, just know hey, I'm going to be calling you the day before yeah. and I'm gonna be like this, bro. You know you got to finish 20 today. You ready? You are 20 tomorrow. You ready? Yeah, bro, we ready. Yeah, man. As soon as he gets there, the first the first day, I guarantee something's going to go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Out of the 20 yeah, gonna, like all, yo, something's going to go how wrong,
0: many? Yo, we all got those stories, yo. And as yo, soon as
1: something goes wrong, it, what's going what's gonna to really tell you if he can handle this or if he can't handle this is how he adjusts on it. You know what I'm saying? It's how he makes the adjustment. But it's going to look good. His brush, going to be ready. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have all the supplies ready. And as soon as he get into that thing, as soon as he get into that thing, man, something's going to go wrong. It's like a 300 test and you slip on the first one. It's going to be a long day after that. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a long day if you slip during that 300 on that first because you just spent too much energy. You just spent too much energy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so uh, that's what's going to de- define Dom Joe is once once things go unexpected, how's he going to respond? But I know he ain't going to quit. It's just is he going to be able to get it done? You know what I'm saying? With the silent pause. With the silent pause, is he going to be able to get it done? You know what I'm saying? Let that simmer on them right there. Let them know. So quarantine update, Max.
2: What's up? Man, things haven't really changed too much for me, honestly. The only thing that's really changed is, uh, you know, going out because not um, all the bars and stuff is closed. And that's been good for me, man. I've, I've made more moves in these last three months than I have in a while, to be honest. And, you know, be it my health, you know, my exercise, business, everything, man. Quarantine. I know some people is hating it, man. I, I don't want to say I'm glad it happened, but it, it's been good for me, to be honest. I can't complain. And novice this year, you know, I'm trying to do four builders this year with helping hands. We've secured one contract, we're waiting for the other three to come through. Uh, it's okay. not that they got anybody else. Um, you know, they I might have uh, went a little bit too high on one of them, but we'll see. Uh, you know, <laughs> but price is negotiable. So, yeah, price <laughs> um, is yeah negotiable. man. I'm looking for a moment for a big August, and uh, like I said, things have been picking up these last two weeks. I would say, at, at least down in Charlottesville, it seems like people are kind of over it, and they're getting back to their normal routines. So things are picking up for me.
1: I'm gonna follow up on. I'm gonna follow up this week on for everybody in Charlottesville because we're supposed to have a decision from from a few of them. So
2: right, I think right. I think
1: Max gonna get three or four. The goal for Max is to get some paints, about a couple paints, not just one paint. He get a couple of a couple paints, you know, about three cleans, he would be all right. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the goal right there. Did y'all see the new UVA logo? What's your thoughts? Plus or minus?
2: Crash Trash? Trash.
1: Dr. Dre, you seen the new logo?
0: No, I didn't even
3: see it, man. I got I got
0: let me let me Yeah, look at John
1: give, give us a give us your opinion before we get off here. Tyler, how's quarantine, man? What's your what's the what's how's quarantine affecting you? What's changed?
3: Uh quarantine, man, if you give me ten seconds, uh hold on one second.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm texting
1: a client. I don't know your business.
2: Always be working, baby. We always work in our air case.
3: Yeah, matter of fact, after this, I actually, I, I hate to dip out, but I do, I do have to seriously call this client um, or fine. she's going to be upset with me and somebody I know. Um, but if you, if you want to know the God's honest truth about this quarantine, I, I feel like it was really needed. Um, and not just for me, but also like the way that I see in other people and the way that they're acting. And and I really think that we got so so, so deep, you know, everyone has gotten so deep in the business world that, you know, people stop forgetting to play with their kids and, you know, just really sit down and, and really learn a, a thing or two about life. And the biggest thing that I would say for me is through this whole quarantine process in the beginning, I hated it. And I'm kind of the opposite. I'm I'm kind of hoping it goes just a little longer. And, and I know there's like a good side and a bad side of that, you know, but for the good side... Um, I really have learned a lot about myself that I never knew. And I've also learned, uh, more about life. And I've learned that, you know, everything just isn't, you know, it's just not all about the money. And for me, I've gotten to know a few people that I've wanted to get closer to, uh, could be a friend, you know, guy, friend, girl, whatever the case is. And I've really gotten to know those people a lot better. Even people in my family, I've learned to love a little bit better. Uh, you know, and so I really feel like the quarantine thing for me was a true blessing in disguise. The movie company still doing moves. We're still hustling. We're still making money. And unfortunately, I know a lot of other businesses have even shut down. So that's the bad part. But, uh, for me, I really think it was much, easier. uh, it really gave me a chance to slow down instead of, you know, going, going, going so, so much and really just being all tangled up in my head. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, the thing with me and Max happened, so. I think it's been a true blessing uh, for me on my end. And, and honestly, I think it's going to be up here before too long. But if that answers your question.
1: No, that answers the question. We're going to let you go ahead and – first of all, before you give you, yeah, can you hoop? Because what – can you hoop? Why are you a hooper? You know he what can hoop,
2: bro. He can hoop. All
1: right. All right. Sounds like it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never seen nobody at ACC or at the, at the rec or at SRC that uh, that I've seen that's from Charlottesville that can really hoop. There's been a couple guys, but it's rare, man. It's rare to <laughs> see the hoopers out there. So, yeah, you can Max, let him
2: go because I can give all the contact information too.
1: Max is uh, uh, Max is Ben Wallace out there, so, you know, we don't really consider that hoping. He's just good at what he do. You know That's what I'm saying? That's all you got
2: to so, do. Know, you, know your role.
1: So, uh, Tyler, uh, I don't know if you're on. Is, yeah, he's on. Uh, let everybody know where they can reach you at, social media, business website, phone number if they want to work with you or do business with you.
3: All right. I definitely will, and I really appreciate you guys having me on here and looking forward to it again next time. Definitely. Definitely. All right, guys. Thanks.
2: Uh, All right, Tyler. yeah. So I'll go ahead with uh, the contact. So you can find us on Instagram, moving underscore forward C-ville. Um Also, our email is moverscharlottesville at com, Or you can just give us a call, 434-249-1708. Um, and that's, you know, you can reach us through there uh we do service more than charlottesville and uh that's one of the new things i'm doing you know we're we're rebranding here in the next couple of weeks where mm-hmm. uh, so people don't think we're just charlottesville based but um feel free check us out give us a follow um you know and and call or go online to get a quote and we'll take care of your needs
1: so how much long you think we got at this man how much long you think we got at this uh quarantine stuff
2: Honestly, oh, no, I think it's going to vary by state, but I mean, like, places like where I'm at, uh, the governor of Virginia might have shut down. Where I'm at, Charlottesville opening back up. The only thing that's different is, like, you know, sit-down restaurants aren't open for sit-down and doing take Who are y'all
1: lunch? listening to? Are y'all listening to the mayor of Charlottesville? Are y'all listening to the governor of the state? Who's, who's in control?
2: Nah, I don't know. No, it don't seem it don't, it don't like no one in control. Down here, people are doing what they want to do. They don't seem like quarantine no more. Everyone seems like they're tired of it. Um, hmm. You know, we've, we've booked, I would say, the last week. Um, Right towards the last week, we've shot up to about you know thirty to fifty percent more requests for estimates for moves than we have during the quarantine. Um, Mm. So we're getting back to normal, it seems like. And uh, yeah, it's it's just been crazy down here. I mean, they've only had like I think twenty confirmed cases or twenty four confirmed cases. So people in Charlottesville are ready to go. You know, we're more spread out
1: out here. Sounds good, Dom Joe. Y'all, y'all think y'all gonna be in it for the long haul? Y'all, y'all might be the last people open out there, huh?
0: Philly is definitely going to be the last city to open in PA, yo. You,
1: were, you wearing a mask? Y'all wearing a mask
0: out there? Oh, yeah. Mask became mandatory like this week. Like, you can't go nowhere without a mask now.
1: You got your drone?
0: Um, yeah, I got a couple of them drones, bro. You I keep one in the car. I got one to go to the Poppy store. You know what I mean? I, I, keep, mm-hmm. I keep one on deck. But, um, it's, you know, it's weird. It's weird going there. It's, you know, it's a ghost town, man. I seen ride for the first time in a while, man, because I had to. I went in Jersey, you know, they sell alcohol over here now because this whole COVID stuff. So you got to go to Jersey to buy your drink. You know what I'm saying? So I dropped him off for a little something. I was like, you I ain't seen him in ages, man. And just, you know, just a ghost town, bro. But, hey, you either going to come out better or worse from this thing. So
1: That's a real fact, man. You are either better or worse. So I'm going to get into this gas of the week and we're going to get out of here. We're going to get out of here, man. Uh, for me, the quarantine update is still the same nothing else moving, we just st- turned the starter for us. So our goal is to get to August, schools open back up, and we're going to finish the year off like we was going to do that thing, you know what I'm saying, when it stopped abruptly. You know what I'm saying, when it stopped abruptly. <laughs> but, but once the schools open back up, you know, we back in we back in uh, big margins. So um, we're just going to knock this summer out. We're gonna, we're gonna do, we, ain't, we ain't turning out no opportunities with the turn except for moving. Except for moving, we turned <laughs> down. We turned down all moving, boy. I tell you what. Oh
2: man, he ain't messing with that moving.
1: Hey, bro. If you, would have, if you was there when I was going down them, st- them flight of stairs, boy, you would have turned that joke down, too. you like, you ain't hands on. like, you ain't hands <laughs> hey, on, hands boy. Off. I'm hey, hands
2: off. I'm just- from above, anyway. It, uh, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: you go ahead, there You get your, you your little... When you're the strongest person in the moving group, move is no fun. <laughs> <laughs> you right. You, know, you, know you what right,
2: what right saying, about bro? that.
1: You can't be the strongest one in the bunch. If you're the strongest one in the bunch, bro, I'm telling you you ain't getting paid enough, man. because nah, uh, not for moving. Yeah, it's over. But, man, the uh, the gas of the week, man, is it's not the hand you was dealt. It's how you play your cards, man. It's not the hand you was dealt. It's how you play cards. A lot of people are getting dealt this bad. feel like they're getting dealt a bad hand right now. I feel like they're getting dealt a bad hand, and they and they shutting down. I can't win with these cards. I can't do it. You gave me straight twos. What am I supposed to do is straight twos. All I'm saying is this, man. The way we cut, the way winners is cut is the fact that you take them twos, you turn it into winning tools. You turn them into winning tools. It's not the it's not the it's not the card you was dealt. It's how you play your cards, man. It's how you play your cards. So wake up this week, wake up Monday, wake up Tuesday, wake up Wednesday, and figure out how am I gonna win today? How can I win today with what I had? I can't, I can't I can't state enough, man. The people that are sitting around right now, the people that are folding. There is no fold. There is no fold, man. It is no fault. We here until we we here until we done till we die. That's why I don't understand why companies is, is, is closing. To be honest with you, I know you can have a lot of overhead and things of that nature, but at the end of the day, I they gotta they gotta come and pull my keys out of my hands. You give your keys up? Did you give your keys up? Tell me, somebody tell me, did they get their keys up? You know what I'm saying? That's all I want to know. Did you give your keys up, bro? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're going to come take these keys. They're going to come take these keys, man. The books might say what the books might say, but we ain't closed until they take these keys. And who going to take my keys out of my hand, man? Holler at me, bro. Holler at me. It ain't the, the cards you was dealt. It's how you play them things, man. We'll holler at y'all let boys next week. Don't let them boys take your keys, bro. We out. that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and follow us on Instagram at CTC Podcast. Catch you next week.